Hi everyone, this is Huyen from Go to Green, and this is my third episode for the podcast. I sat down with Stephanie Tran, and some of you know her through the new jog, and some of you might know her from the old Bridge Runners days. Really grateful for all your feedback and support so far. Make sure to subscribe, and yeah, let's get right into it. We're back for another round of podcasting and big shout out to the guys at Canal Street Market for providing the space. Um, hi to Simon, Ryan and Manny. And today I'm here with, I'm super excited actually, I'm here with Stephanie from the New Jock. And hi Stephanie. Hi. <laughs> um, how can people find you? Uh, they can find me at on Instagram at transstephanie or at the new jock thenewjock.com amazing and yeah tell us a little bit about yourself um, well I am professionally a photo editor I work for Bloomberg magazine uh, Bloomberg Business Week magazine and on the side I also run a, the project uh, the new jock with my partner Amy Cho who I met working at Vogue many years ago. Shout out to Amy. <laughs> We love Amy. Um, so congrats on your uh, magazine. Thank I you. love the new dog. I've been following since I think day one. Aww. And it's been just like really great to see it. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the new dog. What is it and how did you start it? When did you start it? We started it, I was thinking about this the other day and you know, Time does feel like it moves so quickly. It feels like just yesterday we started it. But I think it was maybe four, no, it was maybe like six years ago where we actually had the idea for it. Um, and it really came from, uh, Amy and I used to work together at Vogue and, and then when we both left at different times, you know, we'd still see each other, but it seemed as though the only time we could fit in quality time with each other was through working out, um, you know, whether it was at the time it was like flywheel or we started seeing this trainer, Jason Lee, at Mendez Boxing Gym together. And and that just became our time um, when we weren't working out really hard and, and being tortured. We would have these conversations about, you know, like seemingly like silly topics like, what do you eat? <laughs> How do you stay healthier? Like, why does you know, how does your skin look so good? Or seriously, you know, love like, that. what, like, are you drinking alcohol or are you smoking cigarettes? Like all of those things that you just wonder about somebody that looks really healthy and radiates this, like, you know, like has like a glow about them. And, and then we started talking about other people we knew and wondering what their habits were. And so, I think it just naturally, we, we both needed something in our lives, you know, outside of what we were already doing um, to energize us. And, and it just felt natural to do this project together because we really have always loved working together. And, um, and, you know, we weren't really sure what the form was, but we knew we wanted it to be a website. And, you know, we knew that we wanted to interview the people, women and men around us that um, inspired us and also just we felt like had interesting stories, you know, or we, we wanted to learn how people found balance and in their lives um, and also just 
how how they do it, you know, how yeah. they do it all. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with the name? Ah, uh, well, we actually we came from an editorial background, um, and you know, that literally had nothing to do with coming up with the name. <laughs> But we we actually consulted um, Common Space, which is a design studio in Manhattan, design and consulting studio. And so, uh, John Santos is the owner, and he's also a personal friend. And I knew that he had experience naming a lot of businesses in the area, like restaurants, and doing their branding and. Oh wow! There's so there's a person naming things. Yes. What? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, and apparently I found out last night there is a person that names babies. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I want my job. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, she actually comes out with she publishes books on baby names. Oh wow! And consults in person or on the phone about it too. Okay. So um, I was like, maybe we should have consulted her about because it's kind of our baby, but. So I reached out to John, and because um, we knew we wanted it to be something that was interesting, but also common. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have to really think too much about it, and it felt nat- like natural. Yeah. But it's hard when you're coming up with names to actually come up with something that you yes. really like or yeah. feels good because you're you're too invested in it. So I re- we reached out to John and we basically had some naming exercises with him, mm-hmm. and um, and the word jock came up, mm-hmm. and you know I think John is the one that said jock, but it was kind of in the. It just came up as in like a, a jumping off point, like all the associations we think about, like uh, we think about when we we think of when we think about fitness and and sports. And so Jock came up, and then we I don't know. I just kept going back to it. Like I really like Jock. Yeah. You know, and it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have these associations with it, but. And I think that's where our editorial background came in because it was always like the new trench coat or the new this, and mm-hmm. you know, keeping things fresh. And so, Amy and I discussed it, and we thought, well, the new jock sounds right to us because this is really about redefining like fitness, sports, and athleticism for yeah. for the modern day man and woman. Yeah. you know, it's just it. For something that was like it felt so niche growing up, you know, like jocks and yeah. sports and everything, like it now feels so commonplace. And yeah. so we just like it, it just felt right, and that's how we came yeah. up with the name. I also love that because when I first heard of um, your project and saw the name, and as I, you know, as I saw the website progress and I read more of your interviews, I was like, oh my gosh, you really like. You guys really redefine the modern athlete, you yeah, know, like thank you. what it means to be a jock nowadays. Um, yeah, thanks. So, um, have you guys been always involved in sports? Like, did you play sports or growing uh, up? Yeah, I, you know, personally, I um, I grew up. Uh, I played soccer when I was well. Actually, when I was much younger, I started taking dance classes. I was doing ballet, mm-hmm. and um, and that career kind of stalled. I think I don't know, right around junior high, um, for no real good reasons. Actually, like I really fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. I just was 
so terribly shy and um, performances were thrilling but also terrified me mm-hmm. and I think that I, I think that really affected me and so I stopped doing it you know? oh wow yeah um, I know and I never talked to anybody about it when I was growing up and so I didn't know how to like channel it or like power through that yeah so I gave that up and then um, a lot of my friends in school were running track mm-hmm. and so I decided to do that too and I did that for a few years and then in high school I played soccer a little. Um, How was that? That must be like a big like switch now from like ballet to oh yeah track to soccer. You know, I think I've always just been open to trying out different things, and and I think um, to me it it was great. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I I can't say that I understand the sport anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like I like I can't even remember what positions I've played, or mm-hmm. but I just really enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed that time where like I didn't think about anything but mm-hmm. playing yeah um, and and so you know I think those were the early days where like I never thought about what that meant mm-hmm. but uh, but then you know I moved to New York and well I went through some very lazy periods <laughs> it was almost as though I forgot or didn't didn't know that I had this like past life with physical activity. Okay. And you know, what happened? Like, so you had a period of no, no physical. I, yeah, I mean, activity. Got into partying, mm-hmm. going to raves. Yeah. Coming to the city and like yeah. going out with friends, and um, I think my social life kind of became more exciting to me. Yeah. Um, and so it really like for many years even in New York I'd try to go for a run with yeah. friends and I hated it like yeah I couldn't last more than like I couldn't even go a half a mile mm-hmm. you know um so I just didn't do it for so long because I don't like doing things that I'm not really good at <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> you know yeah like not just it takes a while and and I have to do it on my own until I get it and so anyway it wasn't until I started working at Vogue which was many many years later yeah um, 10 years later or so that I I started running because I needed to find a way to channel this like energy and stress mm-hmm. and it took a while I remember you know I started on the treadmill and it was like okay I did a quarter mile today like that's amazing and then the next day or the next time it was like okay I'm gonna try to do a half mile so it was tiny it was little baby steps until I got to two miles and then I learned how to like regulate my breathing and mm-hmm. you know and then all of a sudden it was like I'm a runner I'm gonna talk about running with everyone I know yeah. I'm gonna talk about races and, that's amazing yeah but at the time no one I knew was like I had one colleague who was a runner yeah everyone else was like you know exercise and fitness sports like it didn't really register yeah it was kind of like I felt weird talking about it mm-hmm. you know everyone yeah. was like no I'm gonna go to brunch this weekend yeah. clearly yeah you know whereas now it's like I'm gonna go for a run and then go to brunch or yeah 
Um, when was this? Like, when did you find running again? Uh, I would say it was somewhere around 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. So that's a long time now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I also know you were part of Bridge Runners. Well, it's so funny. Yeah, I guess I was. I, I spent a lot of time with them. Um, yeah. I found them because I was training for the New York City Marathon. And Your first marathon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was in 2009 or... No, 2000, 2010 or 2011. Okay. Um, so you started running again by yourself 2003. Yeah. And, and I, then, so what happened between 2003 and 2009 and 10? I just would run a lot on my own. And I had, I had a girlfriend that was a runner. So we wouldn't run together, but we would meet up for races. Okay. Know? So you did, or something inside you made you sign up for races. Yeah, it's... I never had a natural drive for it, but if I had a friend that was doing something, yeah. you know, I'd say, yeah, why not? I'll try it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I say yes to a lot of things, you know, just an, an and that is amazing curiosity of yeah. like... Life? Yeah. Why not? Like, we'll see what my body can do. And, and my body could not do a lot in the beginning. Like, I hated it. But... You know, I'm sure you know this. Yeah. Like you've done this before. Where it's like, I'm never doing that again. And then you sign up for another race. And so that's just what happened. It kept happening. You know, and it started with like a 5K mm -hmm. to like 10 miles to a half a marathon or something. Or I don't, I don't know. The first half marathon I ran, I probably hadn't run actually more than six miles. But I did it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then I ran like 20 over the next like however however much time. Um, but when I was training for the marathon, I had heard about bridge runners for years because my friend Shady was, is- Shout out to Shady. Hi Shady. Uh, you know, he's friends with all those guys. And so he, and he has been running here and there on and off for a long time. And, and he was just, he, he suggested I run with them because mm -hmm. I, I need, those long runs get real boring and lonely. And so the first run I showed up to was a run from Bowery Stadium at the time to Coney Island. And wow. I, yeah. And I knew no, I showed up and there were like hundreds of people, it felt like. You oh, know? wow. Um, maybe it could have been like 50 people, but it felt like a lot for yeah. a run. Yeah. And uh, really, like, thank God, Shady showed up and ran with me <laughs> the whole thing i yeah yeah or like yeah yeah, yeah he did actually <laughs> and he hadn't run in a long time yeah but um i think you know he he's a very social guy so he wanted to come and see everyone and then also i think he just was taking one for the team with me i yeah. don't know but um but there i met Jesse, Zappo. Shout out to Jesse. Yeah, and you know, Cedric and Mike, of course. But I, yeah, I was blown away by the community and just the sheer excitement of everyone that was running. There were like novice runners, there were mm -hmm. experienced runners, and, um, and you know, we ended at Coney Island and it was sponsored by Nike at the time. And so there, they had like, put on they hired the freak show this coney island circus like freak okay show, yeah to do an act for us okay and so when you're running with all these people like 
it's like I didn't know that there was so much enthusiasm for this yeah. you know and, yeah. and to like end up in this environment with all these like-minded people that you'd probably never really normally meet outside of your normal life yeah and and then to like have <laughs> Coney Island freak show perform for you it was, it was really like amazing and magical and and so from I think there on out I just went to all of these bridge runner runs mm-hmm. for a long time and mm-hmm. I ran Berlin with a lot of I mean for the first like bridge the gap moment I ran Berlin half marathon yeah um what what um is in your eyes bridge the gap ah uh, well I mean it was really to me and I think it's true it's just a I mean it's bridging the gap it's like bringing all the running community or just all of these people together you know yeah. internationally and and really like celebrating celebrating like diversity culture movement and yeah you know I, I think it is um it's It's eye-opening, and it's also just, it's really wonderful because when you feel like you have this bond with all of these people just through running, like, you you, you let, like, your guard down, and, like, there's less judgment, and, you know, yeah. like, it just helps you understand that there's so much more to people than, like, appearances, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that's kind of what it does. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um... Do you remember the feeling when you crossed the finish line for your first marathon? <laughs> yeah, I was like, get, the f- get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have to say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that feeling when I finished, when I was running the New York City Marathon and finishing it, like, this is amazing you know I didn't have that I have it now looking back Mm -hmm. and like in so much amazement of like the city and the people that come together and it's it's so beautiful um but at the time I was just in pain you know and I I wasn't trained I don't think at the you know I didn't train properly yeah also I, I was a smoker Oh, um, really? Yeah. I mean, plenty of people run and smoke and they can do it and that's like yeah, good on you. But like at the time I, I was smoking and I mean, I had given up smoking for the month before and I think that was really helpful, but yeah. I just wasn't in the best shape. Mm-hmm. And, and now that's something I understand more about myself and my body too, like, you know, there are limitations. And yeah. so if you want to do something and you want to feel like you're not always going to feel good because your body is your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I will never feel as good as I'll feel like if I'm not I need to know that I've done everything to train properly yeah in order to like feel good through yeah you know and and like if I don't feel good and it could be an injury or whatever but there's a lot of mental stuff that goes on and I feel like if I'm not treating my body well and doing all the things that I need to do mm-hmm. then it it definitely it's reflected in like my mental state yeah so um how many marathons have you run now and half marathons not many I I'm only running my third marathon oh, in wow. October 
Um, but my second marathon was in San Francisco, and that was also with the Bridge Runners, or mm-hmm. it was the Nike Women's Marathon, so we called ourselves the Lady Bridge Runners. Oh, I love that. It was very When fun. was this? I would say that was in um, 2012 or 2013. It was okay. whenever the last one was that they did. Okay. Um, And how did that feel? That felt similar. Um, I think marathon is not my distance. <laughs> Which know? is totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you're about to run your third one. Because I just turned 40. <laughs> and I felt like I had to do something. Um, Why? How? So how did you, how come you signed up again after five years? Uh For that very reason, it, it was the kind of fuck the world, I'm turning 40 and I'm probably getting a divorce. And okay. you know, yeah. it was a, like, like we've got to shake things up in life. And, yeah. and that's, this is how I do it. It's getting back into, I mean, I took a break from running for a while because I was going through a lot of personal things like with my mm-hmm. family and, and running, you know, I have good associations with running and I have really bad ones now. And okay. so I went from it being this meditative state to it being the space where I thought about all the things in my life at the time that were like just not working and and it would make me really like angry and yeah. um and it was one of those moments where I was like this is the only thing running is the only thing I can control in my life yeah and I don't want to do that okay (laughs) it's hard to explain but it just um it became a source of frustration and anger and so I gave up gave it up for a while okay um and so this is kind of like and I've been in and out of it for years now but it was that I just I felt like I I needed to connect with that part of me again Mm -hmm. and what other way to do it than to train for a marathon how has your training been It's been okay. Um, And I also saw you ran the Red Bull 400. (laughs) What is that? It looked crazy. It's, you know, it is crazy. In hindsight, it's not as crazy as it looks, but it is crazy. It's basically a 400 meter race up a vertical climb. So this one was in Michigan and it's the world's largest artificial ski jumping hill. Um, wow. Yeah. And it, I have to say the experience, I never, when I was asked to do it, I, you know, I kind of laughed and I was like, oh, yeah, right. This yeah. is so not me. Yeah. But I also had that like, hey, I'm turning 40 this year <laughs> and I might be getting a divorce and fuck the world. So, yeah. um, you know, I get to go to this place I've never been in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan with people I don't know. That sounds really scary, but also like amazing. You yeah. Know? Like it, it's nice to be in these situations like that. I don't know. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah. I didn't feel as though there's no proper way to train for this. I, I, I spoke with the person, the woman that had won the prior year's race, mm-hmm. and she's a triathlete, you know. And so, like, I asked her for tips and 
she was like, there's really, you just have to be conditioned. Like, there's no way to really train unless you're actually climbing up a mountain like this or yeah. running up. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because it's not really like a running race. Like, you can run the first, like, 50 meters. Yeah. But the rest of it is just climbing. Like, yeah. you're basically on all fours, you know? And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So it just required a lot of upper body, like, it just strength everywhere and mental endurance and patience and um but you know I was in a media heat and I was really afraid that I was going to be the last person and I wasn't yay <laughs> so, there was that um congrats again thank you I love the article on it oh, um, you can find it on the new dog you should try it it's actually you really? know, <laughs> well I have to say because they do it in really beautiful locations all over the world mm -hmm. and It's over within like 10 minutes, but mm -hmm. the rest of it is just about taking in the scenery. And I have to tell you, you know, I don't drink Red Bull mm -hmm. um, and I've always associated the, I think it with like adventure sports and, yeah. um, and the people like as probably people that are not my people. Mm -hmm. And I think I, was definitely proven wrong um, yeah you know and that's it's like it's like with the running community and bridge the gap it's like don't judge anybody based on like you know what you're looking at because I everyone that was at this race was so friendly and so open and so supportive and like just cool yeah so yeah that's amazing yeah um Tell me a little bit about your meditation practice. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Are you still doing it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's being okay. honest. I'm being honest. Yeah, you should. I have taken a break. Yeah, it's okay. I have not meditated for the last two weeks, That's but funny. I started again this morning. Good for you. Um, I've taken a break or two here and there, and I think that's okay, you know? It's yeah. It's like with anything in life. Um, I, yeah, so... I had tried Headspace for a good part of a year and it was, I really value um, that kind of service because it makes it very accessible for everybody, but mm -hmm. it didn't quite work for me. Like I didn't, I never really got the benefits from it that I felt like I should be getting from yeah. my meditation practice. Um, and I'd never, I mean, I tried meditation before, but you know, here and there sprinkled throughout the years. So. I think what happened, I was just not in a great place. This year has been like a really shitty year. And yeah. and I had dinner with an old friend of mine and she, so many people had told me about transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. And I still, I think I was, the cost of it had deterred me, honestly. Yeah. And I just, I, I didn't get it. I don't know why, I just didn't get it. And so when I had dinner, caught up with a friend of mine, she mentioned, that she had been practicing for about a year. And um, however it was that she described it to me, like the feeling that she got from it, really, it resonated. And so, you know, the very next day I signed up for um, their free intro session. And then from there I signed up for the four class session. And yeah, so it was like a week later I had yeah. learned it. and. Um, Who did you do it with or what company? Or? I did it with the David Lynch Foundation and uh, Mario, who was my teacher, he, uh, 
after my first session, I, I really did feel like I was floating. You know, um, I felt like all of the things that I had, all of this stress and anger and sadness and frustration that I had been carrying on my shoulders, like, had lifted. And, and I remember coming home that evening and, you know, I went home, walked my dog as usual, and, and I just thought, like, I'm going to go to this restaurant that I like down the street and have dinner and bring a book. And I, I remember walking there and just feeling like I was hovering, you know, and like floating around like on a hoverboard or whatever. And just, I felt really light. And, and it, I mean, obviously like when you realize that, like you want to keep doing it. And yeah. so, um, so, you know, I became that person. I told everyone I knew about it and how yeah. much I loved it. And I suggested that they do it too. And, yeah. And um, I do it still regularly twice a day. And there are times where, like, I have skipped it for, like, a week or so. And and I think that's okay. I think, you know, when you have it in you, it's it's in you for life. And so yeah. if you need to let it go for a while, it'll come back, you know. And it's it's a really good tool to have. It, it's like a reset, you yeah. know. And um, it has really helped, like... I think it helps with running too. I like, I don't spiral anymore, like on a topic or on, on pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. And you know, I might sound really hokey, but it's so true. Like, that's just my relationship to it. But I also was to a point that I was like so open for anything to work. Yeah. But it did. Yeah. Is meditation and running are those ways for you to find balance in your everyday or do you have well, other tools? Meditation is much more. Running is I find you know, it's it's funny because yes, in some ways it helps me find balance because I it, one, it's just really healthy for you know, and physically. Um, also mentally you can have that and this is like one of those questions that I would ask with Jock like what do you think about when you're running yeah. you know and like do you think about anything yeah do you think about like what you're gonna eat what you're gonna wear do you think about your relationship and for me my best running moments are when I think about nothing like yeah. some people like to think like to plan their day out or something yeah. you know and or think about a work problem and um but at the same time I do not know balance in running. I'm an extremist, and so I will, you know, not run for like a week, and then I'll go run 20 miles and or 10 miles, yeah. and you know, so it's it's kind of hard. But I guess it, whatever works for the individual. Yeah, I also know that you are a true New Yorker. <laughs> right? Well, I was born here. I was born in New York City. Um, when I was one years old, my family moved. My father, my father owned some buildings in New York at the time. Um, and it sounds fancier than it was because New York was so dangerous. Yeah. But uh, he had purchased this one building in the city that had like a, a counterpart in Buffalo, New York. I see. And so um, my mother, you know, decided that, or they decided together, I don't know, but she was going to run it okay. for him. 
and in Buffalo. Yeah, and so I was the youngest of four girls, and so my mom took me and my three older sisters to Buffalo. Okay. And ran a business on her own while raising four girls, and my father would come on the weekends, and that's when we had like our family time. Wow. Um, but all of my sisters, and including myself, moved to New York as soon as we turned 18, basically. And okay. I feel like, because we spent so much time coming here growing up, too, um, that I, I feel like, yeah, there was always a connection to it, you know? And yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely feel like I'm a true New Yorker, but there is a part of me that's a Buffalo girl, too. <laughs> I love that. Um, have you lived anywhere else in the world? I've only lived in Los Angeles, California for a year. Okay. And that was, I moved there after nine years of living in the city. Um, you know, I needed a break. Yeah. I, I needed to like leave and come back to my first love. And I did. I, I moved there in December 2007. And then I came back December 2008. And um, I came back for different reasons. I think. I really loved LA, but at the time, I, I might have been too young or not in the right place in my life to appreciate exactly what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and also my father was sick, and so I wanted to be closer to family. Okay. One of the reasons why I'm so inspired by you is you're one of the very few Vietnamese people that ah. I know in the city. And um, yeah, do you want to, talk a little bit about like you know Vietnamese culture and like growing up especially like now in the wellness space to being you know a woman of color and yeah well it's interesting because you know I didn't connect with my culture my heritage until I was much older mm -hmm. and I think that's because I my mother was just working so much and she really wanted us I mean I grew up speaking Vietnamese and English and And she, she wanted us all to retain this heritage, but there's such a conflict in that because when you're leaving your country because of a war, you know, so much of you wants to block that all. And so I think, you know, she wanted us, she wanted us to be Vietnamese, be all things Vietnamese, but she also didn't, I don't think she had it in her to, um, to teach us to you know to to really give us that connection uh, my two oldest sisters were born there and I feel like you know they they have retained the language and I I didn't my sister Caroline and I who she was also born in America and I I don't know if that's because we were born here or not you know but I think um There's a certain point where we wanted to assimilate and we wanted to be American. Yeah. And and I'm sure that was really hard for my mother, but I just started watching the Ken Burns documentary on Vietnam and it opens up with uh, an American saying like we just don't talk about the war. Like it's hard to talk about the war and you know, you don't talk about your experiences because it's so traumatic and and so uh, I think it, it was hard for us as children to um, have parents that wanted us to be culturally Vietnamese everything but also like didn't want to talk about their past life yeah. and their history that they left behind yeah um, so like 
I wanted American food growing up and my mom would make Vietnamese and American food. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until I moved to New York actually that I started embracing it, you know? And, um, and then it wasn't until I was like in my 20s that I, I didn't have a lot of Vietnamese friends. In fact, I, I don't think I really had any. Yeah. Um, and I met my friend Sebastian, who's a photographer, and we met while I was working at Vogue. Shout out to Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian Kim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah, you know him. Yeah. I met him, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. And so, you know, he was one of the nicest people on set. And... You know, he, when he he was an assistant and he would invite like me out for drinks or to parties with him and his friends, and um, and he he was shocked one oh, he was shocked one day he he was like you don't have any Asian friends and I was like no I want some like you know I just bring I bring them all to me yeah 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 and so he. Um, It's so funny because he really, he took me into this whole new world and basically he invited me out to dinner one night with some of his Asian friends, mostly Vietnamese, because he was going to invest in this Vietnamese restaurant, which is now called Anchoy. Shout out to Anchoy. <laughs> and, um, and so I just remember meeting, I mean, it was all guys. I, I remember meeting them and just being like, this is amazing. And, and then, you know, at dinner, they were like, we're actually going to Vietnam in, in like five days. Um, <laughs> Wait, when was this? 2009 or something. Okay. And they're like, we're going to Vietnam in like five days. Uh, we're going to our friend who is a partner in the restaurant to his wedding. Um, you should come. <laughs> Crash someone's wedding. Well, yeah. And so, <laughs> and you know, when you're like drinking and you're meeting all these new people, yeah. you're like, yeah, totally. I'm going to come. Let's do this. <laughs> and then the next day it was like, well, we need to actually ask them first. And <laughs> they got the okay. And I got a visa and got my ticket. And I went to Vietnam with them. Was this your first time in Vietnam? Yeah. Oh, wow. First time ever. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah. My mom was like, this will be interesting. But yeah. also, I think she was really happy for me to experience. It's, my mother has always had these dreams of going back, but she never brings her children. Okay. And I think it's too traumatic for her. Okay. So I think for her, and I've always wanted to go with her. Yeah. But, and I'm sure it would be so emotional. So for her, it was really, she was happy that I was going to go with friends who would show me a generational Vietnam that was more, um, I guess, accessible to me. Yeah. You know, who is pretty American. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I went and, and it was like a sea of Vietnamese people. And I was just, I felt so like comfortable and at home and welcomed. And, and it was, it was such a new experience. And so when we came back after this epic, epic trip, um, I had all these new Vietnamese friends and, and Asian, like Asian friends, Korean friends, Chinese friends, like from everywhere. But they, um, there's a really big community here mm -hmm. and it's super tight. It's kind of like when you meet one friend of this crew, like you're friends with like everyone, yeah. you know, and yeah. take me. Yeah. No. <laughs> and they're so wonderful. I mean, you know, that was 10 years ago. So we're all a little bit older and like people have had families and, you yeah. know, and, but like occasionally there'll be a get together a reunion and it's just, it's so awesome. It's like old times. Yeah. Um, back to health and wellness and fitness. Now, after you started a new job, where do you think is that moving towards? 
that's a really tough question. Um, well, you know, because you know, like you are part of this movement, and you yeah. are you are, you know, shaping it too. I hope so. I, I think, you know, we've kind of had a bit of a break with it over the last couple of months um, because our our other lives caught up with us and or we are catching up with our other lives and and we've had many conversations about that and what that means and and you know what I think we realize that what we're doing is evergreen you know these stories are some stories are specific to the time but you know whether it's like somebody training for a race or a competition but overall it's the personal stories that are timeless and so I think yeah know, they live forever yeah, yeah yeah and we'll inspire like new people who come to the site and I, I think what we want to do is just continue that continue telling these stories um, continue highlighting people that mean something to us you know and and There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there. Like the the subjects are there's no lack of subjects, you know. Um, so so there's that. I think I think with everything, like you know, we were talking about balance with running and meditation. There also needs to be you know we're finding the balance with producing a project on the side with all the other things that we want to accomplish in life, and so. Sometimes I think we're finding that balance with this. Like, how how do we continue this? And you know, Amy has a family, so like, how does she continue working on something like this and pursue like other professional projects? And also, how does she be a mother yeah. to two young kids and a wife to her husband? Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's really interesting. But what has been um, so lovely this whole time is that. You know, there's no, there's no pressure, you know, and I think that's in the media landscape. What I've noticed is that it's there's just so much content. Yeah. There's so much stuff on a daily basis, and and it's hard to, you know, like I want to read everything that's going on. I want to learn about everything, but at the same time, I don't have to. There was a time where like, I didn't know everything that was going on in everyone's lives and that yeah. was okay. Yeah. And, you know, same with like reading about like, you know, whatever like health and wellness trends are happening. It's so, yeah, I, I think it's, we want to continue doing this and we want it to still feel meaningful to us, still feel like, we're having conversations with people because we want to not because we have to make content yeah if you had one last advice <laughs> for young people like me trying to enter the health and wellness space I should be asking you for advice no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is yeah what would be your life advice oh my goodness that is a lot of pressure <laughs> um, my god I I mean, it sounds really cheesy to say, but like choose, you know, be really careful and thoughtful about the decisions that you make and 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 be open to trying new things, meeting new people, um, saying yes, saying yes or saying no, you know, saying no is really important, too. And and that's okay. Like 
you do have to find that balance because I mean I experience sometimes I say yes to everything and then I'm like I don't have time for myself um I've just had to reconcile that that's who I am, you know, and then I'll spend like a week not talking to anybody and cleaning my apartment or hanging yeah. out with my dog. But I, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, I, I guess I'll probably, my advice would be the advice that like my therapist would give me. It's, it's just be good to yourself and treat yourself the way you, like you wouldn't treat yourself or talk to yourself. Um, or let's see you wouldn't treat or talk to a young child negatively right Mm -hmm. so think about it that way like how you have to be good to yourself and that means really thinking about your decisions the decisions that you make and the people you surround yourself with the things that you get yourself into um it's not always going to be perfect but you know like there's time there's time to be considerate of everything yeah um and i don't know if that all boils down to like one really sound piece of advice but i just like you just have to be good to yourself like honestly you know yeah i love that what what feels good for you and what's it's not about like what's going to benefit me in the long run like in a selfish way but like I can't be good to other people if I'm not good to myself you know and yeah like you have to take the time to understand who you are and what you need and um and I think from there like you'll have so much to offer other people and and you'll have a lot of space to like accept into you know yeah I don't yeah. know I love that. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Stephanie, for your time. Thank you for having me. Um, please follow her on all the channels. Um, oh, people can find you. Sure. Uh, the New Jock on Instagram or thenewjock.com or my personal Instagram, which is really just a lot of photos of my dog or and her running or of running or which is amazing my recent vacation which i only want to post photos of (laughs) at trans stephanie (laughs) thank you so much um you guys can follow gold to green um on instagram and then um, gold to green magazine online and please follow canal street market as well and um yeah thank you guys for your time speak to you soon bye <laughs> that was awesome. You're Thank so natural. You, no. you are. I'm practicing. No, you're good at what you're doing. You're really good at what you're doing.